Thanks for tuning in to the Lean 911 podcast where you'll have a voice directly from the Gemba. I will rely on my three decades of lean successes as well as my failures to answer your most challenging questions regarding your lean transformation. I'm your host, Mark Deluzio, President and CEO of Lean Horizons Consulting and the Principal Architect of the Danaher Business System. Looking forward to your questions now. Let's go to the Gemba. Welcome to Episode 6, where we talk about some of the questions I've been receiving on Tech Time. T-A-K-T, Tech Time. A lot of confusion around this, a lot of questions around it, a lot of misconceptions around what this all means. Hopefully, I could take some of these questions and clear them up for you. So let's get going. Tech Time is a key element of standard work, which is part of the Toyota production system. And I'll talk about that in a second. But the first question, what is Tech Time? Tech Time... Basically, it's a German word. Everybody thinks it's a Japanese word. It's not. It's a German word that means beat or rhythm. In its simplest terms, it's the time you have to produce one unit in order to meet customer demand. So if I were to tell you that your tech time is 60 seconds, that means your factory or your process has to make a part every 60 seconds. Now, we usually express this in seconds because doing the math is easier when you get to some of the standard work calculations. But every process within your company might have a different tech time, depending on what its demand is. So Toyota says tech time is the pace of sales in the marketplace. Because when you get right down to it, tech time is driven by customer demand and nothing else. If you don't have demand, you don't have a tech time. But tech time is driven by customer demand. Now, it's your challenge to figure out how to meet that demand. And I will talk about that in a bit. People ask, well, you know, can we just do tack time? Is tack time part of standard work? Yeah, it is. It's one of the three elements of standard work. The three elements of standard work are tack time, work sequence, and standard work and process. Those are the three fundamental components. Now, I'm not going to talk much about standard work today. I've done other podcasts on standard work, and I'll probably continue to do more because that, like tack time, is very misunderstood in terms of how to do it and what it's all about. But yes, tech time is part of standard work. Get that question all the time. What's the origin of tech time? Well, I got through telling you earlier, it's a German word, meaning rhythm or beat. First introduced in Germany in mass production when the German aircraft was being made by increments, if you will. The fuselages were the aircraft that they were using in the war. Tech time was used and it was adopted by Mitsubishi, who made their Junker aircraft in World War II. And Toyota learned of it after the war and incorporated it as a concept into the Toyota production system. And again, if you look at the, the Toyota production system house, the base of that house fundamentally has standard work on it. And again, remember what I said earlier, tack time is one of those three components of standard work, right? Why was tack time written in red. Why do you mark write it all the time in red? Well, first of all, it's out of respect for my mentors out of Japan. But I was told by Shihiro Nakao that Ono, Tashi Ono, his mentor, always wanted tech time written in red. Why? Because it was such an important number and he wanted to differentiate it from everything else. People confuse tech time with a lot of different numbers, and they still do. I'll talk about that, one being cycle time. But it should always be written and drawn in red. If you draw a tack time line on your standard work combination sheet, it should be in red. When you write tack time, it should be in red. You'll notice throughout this presentation, every time I write tack time, 
tact is in red. I do that out of respect and not just remembering the discipline. If we ever wrote tact time in a different color, Nakao would really be on our case to say, no, it needs to be red. And I think he did it out of respect for Ono as well. But that's how important this number is, and that's how important Ono thought this number was. That's why we write it. This is one of the biggest confusions. Is cycle time the same as tech time? And the answer is no, absolutely not. Tech time is so different than cycle time, but people confuse them all the time. There are three types of cycle time that I talk about when I talk about standard work. It's operator cycle time. How long does it take an operator to do one work sequence for one part within standard work? The machine cycle time. How long does it take for the machine to cycle? Once you hit the green button, start the machine, and it comes to a stop. And then the processing cycle time, which is the machine cycle time, plus if you have to load and unload the part from the machine, you add that in, right? So you've got operator cycle time, machine cycle time, process cycle time. All of those have to be within context of tack time. They have to be under tack time. But they are not cycle time. I had a, an interview once with somebody who said they really knew lean, and they told me how they improve productivity by reducing their tack time. And when we get into the equation, you're going to find out the only way to reduce tack time is to fundamentally sell more and make more product, right? So he didn't really understand the difference between cycle time and tack time as well. But the answer is no, cycle time and tack time are not the same thing. Big area of confusion. How is it calculated? Very simply, it's calculated, tack time is calculated by taking the available time in a shift and dividing it by customer demand for that shift. Now, there's a lot of planning, a lot of level-loaded calculations, a lot of level scheduling that has to happen here. But suffice it to say, somewhere along the line, you're going to determine what you're going to make on that shift for a given day, a given week, a given month, a given quarter. So whatever that number is, whatever how you calculate demand, and that's a big subject for another day, but once you calculate demand, you divide it into your available working time, and you get your tack time. So if you have 27,000 seconds available in a shift and you're making 350 units, if you do that math, by the way, it comes out to 77 seconds. So 77 seconds is your tack time. That means if I'm standing at the end of the line and I'm waiting for a part to come off, one should hit me every 77 seconds. Now, what about this thing called available time? I get that question all the time. What do you put in available time? What do you take out of available time? Mark, we got all kinds of problems, so we got to take that time out so we can meet our tack time. No, because the whole nature of standard work is all about drawing that line in the sand in the one best way. And when you can't hit it, you prioritize those issues. And that's your next series of Kaizans, right? Standard work is an improvement tool. It's not a tool to document all of your inefficiencies and all your waste. So we don't allow setup time because we view setup time as a waste. You're going to get that down a single minute, maybe single second exchange of die. We don't allow fatigue or efficiency factors. Why? Because if you have a process that has fatigue or efficiency factors, it's a bad process and you got to fix it, right? Now, we'll rotate operators so that one operator doesn't get burned out, but that's not a good thing. Fatigue and efficiency factors are not good. Bathroom or unscheduled breaks, they're not standard. We don't put them in. Simple as that. Downtime equipment, no. Downtime, how do you plan that? Oh, well, on average, we have 48 minutes of downtime every day. Well, okay, fine. That, don't change your standard work. I want to see that delta. I want to see that deviation from your standard work. 
If that means you have to run an area with eight people versus six, so be it, but don't change your standard work. I want to see the six up there. And if you run it with eight, we'll have the conversation as to why. All right. Quality issues, same thing. Well, you know, we got a 15% reject rate. So we got to factor everything by 15%. No, you're not allowed to do that because again, the whole nature and spirit of standard work is to work to the one best way. In quality issues, machine downtime, setup times, fatigue, those are not the one best way. So we don't allow those in standard work, right? A lot of people like to take the available time and mold it to what reality is on an ongoing basis. That's not what this is about. We do allow you to take paid breaks out because we know about those and those are normal. Those are okay. Daily team meetings. If you have a you know, five, 10 minute meeting in the morning, yeah, you take that out. You don't expect operators to make parts while you're doing a meeting, right? And that's standard. That's okay. Clean up, clean up time and preventive maintenance activities. Not a problem. You may allow 15 minutes for cleanup or whatever it may be. But I would not allow cleanup unless there's a documented evidence for people to do that work every day. And it's written and it's documented and there's responsibilities assigned. Operators need to be accountable in that regard. Many times when there's cleanup time, it's, a, it's an excuse for people to put their coats on with 10 minutes waiting for the time clock to hit the magic hour of five o'clock. That's not what this is about. We also have to take out problem-solving time. Hino Motors in Japan, when I worked with them, part of Toyota, when I sold to them at Jake Break, allowed Friday afternoons for their employees to solve problems and work on Kaizen. So they took that out of available time. That's perfectly allowed, and that's okay. How is it used? How is tech time used? Three fundamental ways that we use tech time. Number one, we can use it to calculate the amount of people that are required to produce a particular part. All right? So if we took the sum of the total cycle time, the manual cycle time of the operator for the part and divided it by the tack time, that would tell us how many people that we need. Standard work and process, inventory. The lead time of whatever inventory we're talking about divided by the tack time. So in other words, you know, we're talking about inventory that could be in what we call a curtain effect, which I'll cover in another podcast. Processing capability, the equipment, the machine cycle time, and the load and the unload must be less than tack time. So we look at tack time in the respect of people, inventory, and equipment. Those three things we look at. And when I talk about equipment, we're going to be talking also about how equipment is looked at from a capital, capital appropriation perspective. And that will be a whole separate webinar, but tack time plays really big. In that regard, some say tack time should be calculated based on the demand for each individual SKU or stock keeping unit. What do you say? It's okay to do that, but I found it to be extremely difficult to do because that means you have to have different sets of work, sets of documents for your standard work for each individual part, for each individual, because each part's going to have its own individual tack time, because each part has its own individual demand. What we were discouraged by, for doing that, and what we were told by our senseis is that we need to calculate the tack time based on the work area or the cell, okay? And so when you talk about doing this based on stock keeping unit, that's a segmented approach. Shingo talks about that in his book, 
And he also recommends a mixed model method versus segmented. A mixed model method is you're looking at the whole work area and the work area has its own attack time, not each part. All right. There's a big area and neither way is wrong. It's just, I never found anybody was able to do it well because the administrative burden on this is incredible. Okay. And it's just not, you just can't maintain it. So when you look at the mixed model system, what if the cycle times of the parts are different? Well, my sensei Yoshiki Iwata from Shinkajitsu suggested that you don't produce any products in a work cell that have a variation of operator cycle time of greater than 30%. But in a mixed model production system, you can kind of get away with that because you can actually group SKUs like, you know, A, A, B, B, and C. A, A, B, B, and C. Those sequences we could look at as one unit, if you will, or almost you can argue you can look at it as one bill of material and strike your attack time based on those sequences. We may be doing so many of those sequences in a given day. All right. So the mixed model production system I found, and we were also advised by our senseis from Shingo Jitsu, and also Shingo talks about it in his book, is the better way and easier way to go and more effective way to go. Now think about Toyota. When I went to Japan and saw the Toyota production lines, they were making a Camry and a Corolla and a Lexus on the same line. All of those had different cycle times relative to the part, to, to the part, but the whole line had a tack time. Each one of those individual cars did not have its own tack time. They calculated a tack time for the line. As a matter of fact, when I was there, the tack time happened to be, on that one particular line, happened to be two minutes, okay? So every two minutes, a car was coming off the line, and all the workers in the line were timed with a work sequence no greater than two minutes. Because that's, if the, you know, if you're at two and a half minutes, then you're going to be that one person that holds up the whole line. And your drop-off rate at the end of the line will be two and a half minutes. One person out of 100 could cause that to happen. That's why tack time is so important to make sure that your operator work sequences are in context of, of tack time. Okay. Now, by the way, at Toyota, they had other things that they did. They made engines, for example. Well, the engine plant had a different tack time. Why? Because maybe the same engine went into different models and maybe they made five different models, you know? So, so, you know, you have to look at it in terms of the value stream and the cell itself as to what the tack time is for any given area in the, in the facility. I've been told that tack time does not apply to our business. Can this be true? I hear that all the time. Our tack time doesn't really apply to us. Well, guess what? You have a tack time, whether you like it or not. You have a tack time, whether you want to recognize it or not. If you don't want to recognize it, fine. At your peril, every business has some semblance of attack time. But you know what's funny about attack time? It doesn't care. It's indifferent to your problems. It's indifferent if you have supplier problems, if you have a strike. It's indifferent if you have productivity, machine downtime, quality problems, design problems. It doesn't care. Your demand is your demand and your available time is your available time. Whether or not you hit it or not, it's up to you. Okay, so that's why you have to really look at this in that regard. Tech time is indifferent. So if you say you don't have it, okay, yeah, you still do. You're just saying you don't recognize it and it doesn't apply. But tech time applies everywhere because everybody has demand. Now, one thing I'll tell you is if you ignore it and you don't hit your tech time on an ongoing basis, you'll have a lot more time available to produce your whatever products left because you're going to lose business. 
So that's why tech time is such a key. It's that beat. Like Toyota said, it's the marketplace, right? The marketplace It's the demand from the marketplace. And that's what we're looking at here. Some people have asked me, you know, what is tech image? And this is a strange one because it's a, it's a, it's an invisible feeling. I call it a tech image is the heartbeat of a factory. When you walk into a facility, you get a sense of a rhythm or of a beat or do you think you're walking into a library, right? Has that ever happened to you? What can you see? What can you hear? What can you feel? Some say, what can you smell too, right? I hope there's not a fire burning, but, you know, what I'm saying is seeing, hearing, and feeling that tact image. Is there a tact image when you walk in there? Or like I said, are you walking into a library? That's more of a feel thing. And the more plants you've been into and you get to see different things. Now, arguably said, Companies like electronic, you know, manufacturing companies are kind of quiet. You don't have a lot of machines running and all that. But if you look and see, you can see a, you can either see or not see rhythm, a beat, okay, a tact image. When a company has good standard work in place and they're working to that standard work, you'll see this tact image. Okay. So keep that in mind as you go through. When you walk into a company, is there a tact image that you can recognize? Okay. Thank you. That's a little, some of the questions I get on tech time, you know, tech time's a kind of a neat concept and it's an important concept. I think it's an underrated one because a lot of people don't deal with it or don't talk about it quite a bit, but email me your comments on this. Email me your questions and any other thoughts about future podcasts. In one way or the other, we'll get back to you. I'll get back to you directly or we'll do a podcast on it. And based on the popularity of the type of questions we get, but my email is mark, M-A-R-K, at lean911.com, mark at lean911.com. So we look forward to your, your questions. We look forward to your comments. I thank you very much. Tech time, again, is a kind of a neat concept if you really know how to use it, and it takes a little bit of practice to do so. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Lean 911 podcast. I'll be happy to address your questions or feedback on future episodes. Email me at mark at lean911.com. You can check out our other episodes by visiting our website at lean911.com, our YouTube channel, wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your host, Mark DeLuzio. Thanks for listening.